If you're interested in learning how I launched Zim Excellence, then you're in luck. Sign up for my podcast workshop and learn how it's easier and more affordable than ever to start a podcast. Also, grab yourself a copy of my podcast resource guide, which covers industry terminology, suggested tech setup, in addition to countless free online resources to support your podcast journey. Just head to wongai.com forward slash podcast creation. That's wongai.com forward slash podcast creation. The link will also be down in the show notes. Now, let's start the show. Yeah, welcome to the party. Hello, Makadini Salibonani. My name is Wongai, and you're listening to Zim Excellence, a weekly celebration of Zimbabwe's change makers and trailblazers. So here's the secret, y'all. Zimbabweans are actually dope AF, and it's just time that we recognize it. So grab yourself a plate of sadza and grab that stony ginger beer and let the party begin. Welcome to another episode of Zim Excellence. Today, my guest is a filmmaker based in Harare who directed his debut feature film, Lobola, in 2010, which paved the way for a new chapter of independent filmmaking in Zimbabwe. His next feature film, The Gentleman, won him Best Foreign Language Director at the America International Film Festival and Best Film at the NAMA Awards in 2012. He has directed several other feature films, including Something Nice from London, Escape, Tete B, and The Letter. Our guest has also produced the multi-award-winning film Cook Off, which is the first Zimbabwean film to be acquired by Netflix. And he is a Yali alumni and a Mandela Washington Fellow, which is the flagship program of President Barack Obama's Young African Leadership Initiative. In 2014, he was also listed among the top 35 under 35 in media in Africa by the nonprofit Young Professionals in International Affairs. And he was recently awarded with a Nama Legend Award in 2021. If you don't already know, y'all gonna learn today. Please welcome Njon Jagu. <laughs> Almost sounds like you're talking about someone else. I was like, oh my God, who's she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Thank you Yo, so much. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, Wongai. <laughs> Oh, you are so welcome. So you and I have spoken on the phone at least twice, and we've texted, but we've never seen each other face to face. And so this is our first time kind of properly virtual meeting, because that's how it's done these days, because it's still a pandemic. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On that note, everyone wash your hands, please. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Before we get into the details. So you're at the function, right? It's a Zim gathering. It's a wedding. It's a party. It's whatever. And anything you could possibly want at the party is there. Food, drinks, whatever. What is going on your plate at the party? What you putting on your plate? <laughs> you want me to be all Zimbabwean about it? Yeah? <laughs> 
No, just like what you would want on your plate. Like, oh, ri- rice and coleslaw. No. <laughs> I hate coleslaw. That's another story. I hate it. I, I feel like, <laughs> like it's been abused so much in, in meals. So true. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, 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 I like traditional food, yeah? Uh, I'm mm-hmm. a, I, I love peanut butter in everything. So it's probably going to be some yeah. some rice with peanut butter, you know, in there. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what I said. But is it white or is it brown? Brown, brown. Yes, yes. you know, yes. Joe. Yes. So brown <laughs> with dovi. Uh, and I love I love fish uh, so much. So probably going to put like a like a brim in there somewhere yeah 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 <laughs> what what what's your drink of choice gonna be orange juice i think i love orange okay yeah yeah look at you being all healthy <laughs> pescatarian meal yeah and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a shumba i'm a lion so we love meat so there's gonna be some uh-huh. meat in there so joe yeah I always like to start with origin story because you are a Zim Excellence superhero and because I'm a nerd and I watch way too many superhero movies. So I'd love to know a little bit more about your origin story, whether it's like growing up in Zimbabwe, like all the stuff before leading up to movies. Mm -hmm. So lightning struck, you know, in Harare and then... As it does. (laughs) But on this night... It was a special night, and my mother was walking in the dark. It was raining. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, so, so I was born in Harare. You and Sibongle are so fun. Sibongle started her origin story like that. Too. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's only us film people. Anyway, you were born in Harare. Continue, yeah. please. Harare Hospital, you know, just after independence, I'm a born free as they call us. And I'm, I'm, I'm the second born in a family of four kids, two boys, two girls. And we've still, still got both my parents, my mom and my dad, they're still around. My little brother says I was very antisocial. He, he says I was misunderstood because I, I didn't really hang out with, with uh, all the other kids. You know, I'll be that boy mm-hmm. look, staring at other boys playing football in the streets and thinking, mm, <laughs> let me go read something or let me go watch something. Uh, from a very, from a very early stage, very early stage, I've been so interested in film, in watching film. You know, my dad always tells the story of, like, uh, we used to have this little t- fourteen inch TV in our house, and you know when you're watching something. So back then, there'd be like TV one and TV two. So if if if, yeah. if TV one is boring, people quickly switch off to TV two to check what's happening. And let's say we've watched like a nice movie. And then afterwards, immediately, as the credit starts rolling, people want to change to check what's happening in, in, in TV2. And I'll be like, no, don't change. I want to read that. Right? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, read and, all the credits. Yeah, and I, would be read, I remember I would be reading all these credits like Best Boy, Gaffer. That, and I'm, in my head, I'm like, what, what is that? You're exactly. Like, what does this what is do? That? So, yeah. so, so from a very early stage, right, I began to think that there is a secret society of people who are behind film that we don't know about. And, and I became yeah. so fascinated by that. Like, like, like we're seeing all these actors, but there's people who are behind all this stuff. Like, so, so my fascination with that started like way early, you know, growing up. And, and, and I used to write a lot, like a lot, a lot, like 
I think from primary school, secondary school, no one could write uh, what we used to call my composition in English, if you remember. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mine would be the baddest, you know, because, like, my mind would just go crazy, you know. So I, I think I was very artistic in a non-artistic environment. Uh, my dad was sort of, like, pushing us, veering us towards, like, the formal, you know, how, how, how society, that's something I'm even sort of taking note as I'm raising my son, you know, I have a son, he's 12, mm -hmm. and it's something that growing up, uh, it's, I think it's, it's even like an, I could call it an African thing, where we're just steered mm -hmm. to go to school, get a degree, and find a job. It's not like entrepreneurship, teaching, you know where mm -hmm. you can be a you can start a business or you can be an, you can be an artist it's a conversation i've even had with my dad now when we're grown where he's he's even admitted that he didn't understand that you know because he could tell that okay yeah. what what is this boy his interests because uh, my dad would call it and Jema drama and you're interested in Jema drama <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and, and yeah. to them to them Jema drama is mukadota parafini i don't know if you remember that the stuff that was shown on zbc yeah yeah no, i know that so, so uh -huh. to them it's like no he's no you're not going to do Jema drama you know Jema funnies that's, that's what they they, they they would call it so so for me Jema skits Jema skits so so for me uh growing up parents who did not really see art as a profession was kind of tough in, in that you're being steered away from it a lot, like a lot, lot. Like my, my dad would be like, no, stop that. And the funny thing was that I was actually very good at school, top three kind of student, you know. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you have a message you want to share with the world or you think, ooh, it could be fun to have my own talk show like one guy, Getting started is easier than ever. Here at Zim Excellence, we use Buzzsprout, which is hands down the easiest, most affordable, and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Start for free and list your show on directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping and teaching you to succeed. Just check out their YouTube videos. They are filled with tons of information. So join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Sign up today using the link in the show notes or go to wongai.com forward slash podcast creation and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. It also helps support the show. So go ahead, sign up for Buzzsprout and keep me posted on your new podcast. Now back to the show. Good for you. I was not. I just wanted to do arts all day. <laughs> I was so bad at school. <laughs> I was I was actually good at school. So, so he would be veering me. So even when I finished school, right, because my dad worked for a printing company, NatPrint. So he was in like lithographic printing. It's like zine papers and all that. And so when I finished school, he steered me towards doing a degree in that, right? So I spent the next four years doing that I could say for him because he, he pushed me towards it, right? And I didn't like it, but it, you know, you're like, oh, you know what? Let me listen to my parents. Maybe I'm, I'm just a kid and I'm just being stubborn. And when I finished it, I'm, I think I'm lucky that I sort of like managed to follow my own heart, but 
balancing pleasing my parents in the same way like where i was like you know what i've done what you want me to do i'm not happy but i did this for you and literally i, I remember giving him like <laughs> like the certificate going dad this is for you this is not for me like you wanted me to do this i've done it yeah and and it's done right and got a job and then now i'm working and my dad is happy because because now he's like oh he steered me towards what he wanted right and I remember working and, and I was earning a lot of money. I was earning more money than my father at the, at the time, right? And to the point where I, I didn't even know, like, I was young. But what steered me to, to, like, sort of, like, follow my heart was, believe it or not, like, it's almost like a voice in my head. I've, I, I've, I've said this story before to, to one of my friends where I would literally hear a voice saying to me, follow your heart, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Follow your heart, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. I swear every day. And like, almost like noise in my head, right? But but you're like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, And I would be at work, right? So at some point I made supervisor. I was working at Fidelity Printers, right, in Masasa. And so I'll be sitting down on a computer and writing scripts, right? And then, like, I, I, I had not been trained to write a script or anything, so I will just write in almost like composition dialogue format, like, but I would just be writing stories, right? Like, I could, I could write for three hours at work, not working, just writing stories down on the laptop until this one manager came he comes he's like what are you doing i'm like oh, no, i'm doing something so he quickly comes to the computer scrolls up and sees what i was doing he's like what is this because <laughs> it's like dialogue and the story <laughs> what are you doing i'm like no is this thing i'm working on he's like what what is it what is the thing you're working on so i was actually called to a hearing right where because the guy he'd been tracking me he's like this guy's not working he's busy writing a book he, he thought i was writing a book so, <laughs> <laughs> so i get called to this hearing thing <laughs> so 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 i get called to this thing and and that day right so i just decided you know what i'm gonna I'm try and follow my heart but i didn't know how to follow my heart if, if, if you catch my drift so i'd been talking to my cousin so I, so I had a cousin who was living in botswana at the time and, and in gaberone so we'd been talking and he's like oh you can if you want you can come to botswana and check it out you can even get a nice job it pays more here than in zim that day was the day I decided, you know what, let me go to Botswana and see, right? Because I've, I've always been like this person who likes to explore. I don't like being in the same place for a, for a long time. Like, like even, I can't even be in Zimbabwe for like a month or two months without even traveling out. I can't, I can't. Because I'm of the belief that you learn by, by traveling, by seeing new things, by seeing new places. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take him up on, this, on the Botswana challenge. I left work. I remember I was working with this guy who was like my assistant. His name was Maxwell. So I said to Maxwell, so I'd made up my mind that I'm done with this working stuff. I'm going to follow my dream. Like I made that decision right there. And, and so I said to Maxwell, Maxwell, during lunch, I'm leaving. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm like, I'm leaving and you're probably never going to see me again. And the funny thing is he's actually never seen me again. Cause, and this was like maybe, <laughs> maybe 2000. And... He saw you on TV. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we speak, we've, we've started talking now on Facebook. He found me on Facebook and all that. But, and this is like, what, like 18 years ago or something, right? Mm -hmm. so, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm out and you'll probably never see me again. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm done with this job. He's like, you're not going to resign. If you don't resign, you're not going to get a reference for the next job. I'm like, dude, I am never getting another job. I'm like, you, you, didn't, you didn't, obviously didn't understand what, what tangent I was on, right? So I'm like, walk me out to the gate. So at Fidelity, right, it's like a high security area. There's like different gates because that's where like they print money and gold and all that. 
So we're walking out. I, I, I clear out my locker. He's like, what are you, have you, have you been fired? I'm like, no, I've not been fired. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, like, that's the definition of a leap of faith right there. Like, I, when, yeah. I, when I look back and think on it, that's, that was like my, my inciting incident, if we can call it that, right? Yes! Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so we walk. We speak in the same language. Yes, yes. So we walk out and he gets to the gate. So he can come out because he's still working. So I'm like, so, so I remember waving him. They, they close the gate. And I, and I was and I was walking like to the road to like Samora Michelle to get to get like a combi. I walk and that was like my the last day of employment that day. So I get home. My dad is like, "Oh, you're home early." So, so I lied to him and I said, uh, "I've taken. I'm, I'm on leave for for the next three months." <laughs> but that was actually kind of stupid because my dad was in the same industry as me, so he would easily find out, you know. Ah, uh, so. So the same week, I say to him, ah, I'm, I'm going to Botswana. I'm going to see Emmanuel, my cousin. And so he's like, oh, okay, cool. So I'll be back. Da, da, da. So I leave for Botswana. I get to Botswana. And, and you know, when, when I, I actually feel like God was directing me towards the path. Because this was like my leap, right? Yeah. I, I've taken the leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I'm like, okay, God, what's next, right? And, and the funny thing is, with that voice, right, that kept going on in my head, stopped. When I, when I did that, I couldn't hear it anymore, right? I get to Botswana. I arrived, I think it was like 4.30 in the morning, right? This is my first time in Botswana, right? And I, and I went by bus. So my, my cousin had said, okay, I'll wait for you at the Gaboon bus station. So I'm there. People are disembarking. And I don't see my, my cousin, right? So I'm just standing there with my bag, waiting. And then I think almost like an hour later, he picked himself. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah, let's go home. We go home. So it was still dark at night, so you couldn't, I couldn't really see anything, right? So we get there, but then he was working at Gabrun Hotel. So he's like, okay. Uh, so he had, he had like a house that he rented, but he didn't really stay there. He would be, you'd just come Friday, Saturday, because he, st- he worked and stayed at the hotel where, where, where he worked. So he's like, this is home, stay, da, 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 da. I'll see you on Friday. I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> So this was like four days later, he's saying, I'll see you on Friday. So, I'm, so I'll be on my own. So I, I sleep. I think I got up at like 11, 12. I get up, right? I come out of the house. I'm walking around the yard. And guess what's behind that house? BTV, Botswana Television. Like, like it's right there. That's like, so I'm looking at it. There, there was a show that we watched that was on BTV. It was like popular in Zimbabwe. I can't remember what it was called. Not, it was not Passions, but it was like really popular. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, from Botswana. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so I, see, I see BTV. I'm like, huh? And, and in my head, I'm, I'm all like, I'm following my dream. I write films. And then I get to Botswana and we're staying at a house next to BTV. <laughs> so I'm like, what? <laughs> what is going on? So now I have nothing to do. This guy says he's going to come back on Friday. And I have four days to just chill, right? Because he's like, ah, take this week yeah. to rest. And then next week, we, we, we can start looking for a job. So I'm there. Then, so the first day, I chill. The next day, I'm like, you know what? Let me walk around and see what's up in the area. So I actually go to, B, to, to BTV, right? And I remember getting at the gate. And there was this security guard. He's like, I'm like, ah, oh, no. Uh, I want to get inside. He's like, you want to get inside? What do you want? I'm like, no, I just, I'm just curious. I want to find out what happens in there. <laughs> and, and, and the guy could not really uh, speak like English. So, he, so we, we were, the communication was kind of bad. And he kept speaking to me in, in Setswana. 
and, and I'm trying to explain in English to say until some, so some lady was coming and he had to open for her. So he opens the gate. It was like an electric gate. So the gate is opening. And then I just walked to the reception. <laughs> this is insane. And so I get to the reception. So there's a lady like, hi, da, da, da. she's like, hi, how can I help you? So before she even says anything, a lady rushes in. She's like, Did we, how, many, how many do we have? Like asking the other lady. It's like, no, no one yet. Da, da, da. Then the lady says, hi, are you here for, she said some show, right? And I'm like, uh, so before I could even understand, she's like, come, right? So we walk to the back. So they were recording like this talk show with like a live audience. And, and they were, they, the, the, the crowd wasn't enough to fill up a frame, right? So, so she's like, sit there, find a seat. <laughs> so, Love it. So, so I'm, sitting, I'm sitting in there. And this is the, my first introduction ever to like a set, to like a soundstage. And I'm, so I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm like, what? You know, and lights, cameras. I'm just in awe, like, whoa. And you know, when you, when you have that feeling where you're like, this is what I want. It's almost like a, like a baby walking into a toy store and you're like, that's the toy I want. That's, that's, that was like the feeling like, yeah. like, whoa. We're sitting there, they start passing drinks and snacks and they're like, okay, you've got 10 minutes to snack up and that before we start. And I'm now, now my heart, I'm like, oh, oh, what did I get myself into? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> they record the show. The whole thing took about two hours. Then afterwards, this lady called Jane, the one would say to me, come, people are leaving, are leaving. I'm just sitting there, still looking, right? So she's writing stuff down, like at the bottom of the stairs. So I walk down. So I'm sitting, she's like, I'm like, hi, how are you? Da, da, da. I'm from Zimbabwe. And she's looking at me like, what? Like, why is this extra talking to me? <laughs> she's the producer. <laughs> so I'm just like, telling her the story and I've, I'm, I've got an interest in film. Da, 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 da. She's like, oh, okay, so... Do you stay near around you? I'm like, yeah, just down the road. She's like, okay, every Thursday, come. So for the next, I think like three, four weeks, I would go there. And this time she won't even, she wasn't even speaking to me. Where you like, come on, I don't I just turn it. But just be you just you're just <laughs> sitting in the crowd, like just just watching. So that that's sort of like was like my introduction to to the film scene. Joe, your story just makes me smile. (laughs) It just makes me feel so, so happy. I was thinking of a couple things as you were talking. I'm a huge believer in intuition and following your intuition. And so when you talked about having that voice in your head, my mouth dropped. Yeah. Because I, I've i had a similar t- experience to that yeah. when it came to acting. To summarize, my story was um, I always wanted to be, and well, I, I wanted to be many things in this lifetime. Yes. But I, I know I definitely wanted to be an, an actress, an actor, a performer. But I was pushed towards doing something else. And because I'm that type of person who's just very opinionated about what she watches. I was so, like I said, I wasn't the best at school. Yeah. But I loved to watch TV. I loved to watch films. And I always had something to say. Uh-huh. Like I was that, that that person where it was like the friends would come to me and be like, what did you think about this? Da, da, da. And I would just like <laughs> discuss things. Yeah. Like, I, like I would take what I learned from English where it comes to like analysis, like analyze, text analysis yeah. and put that towards a film. film. Uh-huh. And I would be chasing down free scripts online yeah. and just like reciting them to myself and, and just having the best time. So 
when it came time to applying for university at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm going to apply to acting. I want to go to NYU Tisch because the summer before I just watched so much TV that I was like, wait, I feel like this person is really good. Yeah. What school did they go yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. So I'd go into IMDb. I, I, I was like, yeah, I was obsessed with IMDb. <laughs> and sometimes it would tell you which school they went to yeah. or like Wikipedia would have it. Yeah. And I started seeing a lot of the actors that I was drawn to went to NYU Tisch yeah, School yeah. of Arts. So it's like, I'm going to NYU Tisch. I'm doing musical theater. I love to sing. Yeah. I, I, I love to act. I love to perform. And so... I write my personal statement and then I'm like, this is what I'm going to apply for. And I'm being told, um, no, because I spoke to your aunt and your aunt said like, she knows people who tried to do what you're doing and they're now waitresses and you're going to be penniless and blah, blah. And, and as a, as a teenager, mind you listeners, I am still a teenager. As a teenager, mm. I was like, oh that doesn't sound awful. Like, yeah, awesome. I'm all in. And it was like, no, maybe you should do something like... Like a lawyer, a doctor, a pilot. Do some... No, it was like, do something else that you're like interested in. So I, I loved to write. So I was like, okay, I'll be a screenwriter. And I write this um, personal statement. You have to do this like... I don't know if you do it here, but you have to write this personal statement for all the universities that you're yeah, applying yeah, for yes, in the yes, UK. Yes, yeah. And so I write, the, I write the most beautiful, perfect personal statement on why I should get in for screenwriting, right? Yes. And this D-head <laughs> of a guy, this a-hole of a guy yeah. who was visiting from the UK, I, this was in China at the time, yeah. comes by, he reads my personal statement and he's like, oh, this is beautiful, this is wonderful, but you can't apply for that because it's a specialized course. I think it's more like you need to get a degree first and then do that. And so I'm like, oh, what do I do now? And then he's like, oh, maybe you should go into film production because then you'll be able to do like kind of screenwriting. Yeah, yeah. And so then in my mind, I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. I think that's kind of close to acting. Long story short, I was pushed towards doing film production, but not actually at the film school I wanted to go yeah. to, which was in America. Yeah. It was like, no, you're going to the ones in the UK because your family's there and all of this yeah. stuff. And the degree was three years I was at a school which is famous for engineering. So it's not like they had the best <laughs> film program. Yeah. And the film program was super academic. And mm, we only had two modules mm. that were practical, right? Yeah. And so I was miserable. Mm. I was unhappy. It's like the time in my life I've been the most unhappy. And it was two years into three years of that degree I had to write an essay on auteur theory. Are you aware yes, of auteur yes, theory? Yes, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like for those who are unaware of auteur theory, think of people like Scorsese or Tarantino yeah. or Coppola, Godard, people like yeah. that. Like they have a certain signature when it comes to their film. So with auteur theory, it's this debate of like, is the director the reason for the film, for the signature, or is it because he works with the same people each time or she works with the same people each time? All of that stuff. So I'm writing an essay about author theory and proving whether or not it exists. And I've gone down this rabbit hole where I'm starting to, it's, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, WTF is author theory. I don't know anymore because I've just buried myself in so many academic books and reading this and this and this and this. And I like freak out and I pause and I was like, none of this matters at the end of the day. Yeah. This isn't going to cure a cancer. Yeah. It's like, it's not in, like any to, to anyone outside of 
academia. This is BS. Yeah. And I just see this vision of myself on a stage performing. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So then in the, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to finish this degree because this is what my parents want. They want me to have a degree. Yeah. People push me to do film and TV. I want to be a, an actor. Yeah. I, I an said actor, that man. up front. <laughs> yeah. And I want to be a performer. Yeah. You saw me in high school. I was performing. And so I handed my last assignment. And here's the interesting thing. It was April 18th. Oh, sh sugar. I'm about to age myself. It's whatever. <laughs> I do it every every episode of the show. It was April 18th, 2013. I handed in my last assignment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember it because it was Independence Day. Yes. It was Independence Day. I handed my last assignment. And I start looking up acting schools. And I literally tell no one I'm doing this. Yeah. I've done all of this in secret. And through this process of applying for acting schools and doing all of this stuff, I had that little voice, that whisper, mm -hmm. telling me to do this, do this, whatever. I was on a phone call with... So I was applying for acting schools and there was this one school in New York that I remember I was interested in way back when, before I ended up at university. And I was like well, I probably can't get in there. It's probably really pricey, yeah. but I want to know what they're learning so that whatever school I'm getting into, maybe in London, I'll use that and I'll, I'll apply what they're doing in America to what I'm learning <laughs> at school. And th these are the early days of like marketing where if you put in your email address to get a prospectus, they then give you a follow-up yes, call yes. to be like, hey, you're interested in yes, our school. Yes. So hours later, I think it was now like a.m. in New York time, I get this call from this lady and he's like, hey, I yeah, I see you're interested in our school. And so we're going to we're going to be in London for auditions. Um, are you available? Blah, blah, blah. These dates, two weeks. And my mind is like, I don't have enough time. I haven't acted in three <laughs> years, whatever. But my mouth says, yeah. Yes. And then she's like, okay, do you have some monologues? Do you have contrasting monologues, classical, contemporary, yeah. or comedic, dramatic? I'm like, yes, <laughs> get off the phone. And she's like, see you in two weeks. I'm like, I have two weeks to prepare for an audition <laughs> for school. <laughs> anyway, I could go on with that story. So that was like one thing I was thinking of when you were speaking. Yeah. The other thing was, I, I don't know if you've ever read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Not yet, not yet. It's a book that I always have to come back to again and again. The edition I have, because it's a really old text, mm -hmm. but I have a like a modern day edition, which has like, it includes examples from today's pop culture and how you can apply some of these principles and these ideas in the book. And one of the stories was about uh, Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. He was just like, hanging he was on a studio tour i've never been on a studio tour but i like i imagine the the tour bus kind of or the cart with the people stopped and then that's when people like go out to take photos and all of that stuff instead of joining the crowd to take photos of I've, like I've all these story. different I cool studios that, that story yeah yes. he then yeah, <laughs> yeah he sneaks into yes. like an office and locks himself in yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then it's like it's nighttime and then he leaves and the security guard sees him he's like bye and then the security guard thinks he works yes, there yes. and so then every day he's just going to the studio you have to be gutsy yeah. yeah and like i said i'm a huge believer of intuition and if we're going taking this to a spiritual perspective i feel like like the alchemist is my favorite book i 
definitely believe that sometimes you kind of need to show God, the universe, source, that you mean business. Yes, yes. And so when you said, I don't want a job anymore, yeah. or whatever, and you took that leap, yeah. that's when it then revealed to you BTV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it then revealed mm-hmm, to you all these other mm-hmm. things. Similar to me, once I moved to New York, like I'd never been there before. <laughs> like I just had this... <laughs> idea that I was supposed to be I felt the day when I moved to New York I felt like I'd lived there four months <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy wow. and everything made sense and things started to like unfold and unravel and then like when I graduated school I started having acting school I started having all these encounters where I would just like bump into actors and performers and people I've watched on tv and a voice said to me, yeah, this keeps happening because they're your peers. Yes, yes. You're meant to be where they yes. are. So I'm, I no longer feel starstruck. I'm like, it's so, oh, yeah. It's so weird, like the voice thing, like the way you're, uh-huh. you're, you're normalizing it. I thought I was crazy, like to be honest. Not, nah, it's an artist <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I thought I was going, going mad, like, and, and, and especially like, it wasn't something popular as, as a career path to say, oh, uh, I want to be an artist. I want to be a filmmaker, right? I, I didn't even know any filmmaker, you know, like locally, right? Like we just, mm-hmm. just know of ZBC and we, and we just thought like everything is done at ZBC and, and that's it, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. it wasn't like now where you're like, you have like prominent film producers or filmmakers that are Zimbabwe, you know? And, 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 I, and yeah. I remember, so, so, so in Botswana, Fast forward, uh, I lived for Cape Town. And so now living for Cape Town, I actually decided to say, you know what, I'm pursuing film. And, and I was looking up stuff like, and this wasn't, these were the days when internet wasn't as big as it is now. Like, so you would just try and be like, oh, uh, it's happening more in South Africa than anywhere else in Africa. So let me position myself in, in Cape Town. And I, I think around that time, they were, they'd released they were working on, what film was it? There's a South African film that was released that I watched in Botswana. And I was like, oh, so this is where it's happening. That's where I'm going. After, after, after watching that South African film at, at the time. What was the film called? It had Rapulana in it. Something stories, gangster stories or something. A South African film. So I can't help. <laughs> <laughs> so, I need to watch more yeah, African films, so, so, to be so, honest. So, so I became so curious, right? And adventurous, right? And I, and I wasn't even scared to like just take a leap and say, okay, let me let me go find out, let me go find out. And I, I spent so much time there uh, finding what's happening. Is there a production? I'll just walk into a into a production company, like and be like, hi, da, 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 explain my story. And the funny thing is, people were so welcoming, right? On the contrary, right? We were like, oh yeah, yeah. If you can if you can make your own way, we're shooting for the next seventeen days. Da, 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 da. But obviously, day two, they'll be like, ah, give him bus fare or whatnot, because you're helping around, you're running around. So then in my head again, right, I began to think like, okay, if I'm chasing around, traveling around and trying to chase this in different countries, my ultimate goal, and this is something that I decided early on, being an artist and being a filmmaker, I want to build home, right? I want to build back in Zim, right? And I remember... There's a time I came to, I came back home. My dad was so angry at me. He, we didn't speak for a month, like literally did not speak. Like I'll be home and I'll say morning to him and he would not respond. Like, so he was angry at me about that whole living work and thing. 
because he ended up calling the, the company ended up calling home looking for me saying where's your where's your son because <laughs> you never resigned <laughs> and i was never on leave so 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 he's like no he's on leave they're like no he's not on leave he just left <laughs> so anyway my dad is not speaking to me and those were the days when studio 263 was a big hit right and the lead, the lead in it, and Nira, who's late now. We, Rest in peace, Anne. We, had, we, were, we were at school together in the same class even, from form one to, to finishing. We were in the, literally in the same class. So she's now making it. And, and I'm, I'm looking at this and thinking, wait, I actually know Anne. And look at Anne now. So I'm not crazy, right? And, and I remember, like, and I was very good at this, like, finding out where the shooting studio, where, like, I was very good at that. So, so I, I, I tracked it down. I, I visited the set. I didn't know. I only knew N then, right? And yeah. And at the time, right, N was like at the peak of her career, right? We we all looked up to Anne yes. when I was going to school at Alex Park. We thought she was so glamorous. Yeah. So I'd gone there with my with a friend of mine, this guy called Gabriel, and I'm I'd been bragging, you know, I went to school with N. This I know N. Da 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 da. And then we get there, bruh, like, and we see N. This is a true story. Like I've, I've never been so embarrassed. And then I'm like, yo, Anne, right? And Anne goes, uh, where do I know you from? To me. <laughs> oh, my. In, in front of my friend, right? In front, of, in front of this Gabriel guy. So the guy is like, oh, I thought you said you guys were at school together, right? So Anne walks away and we're just standing there. And then I think she realizes it and then comes back. And then she's like, Joe, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And <laughs> Girl, <laughs> Gabriel's gone now. <laughs> you have one job. <laughs> Just one job and one line. <laughs> and it's something that I understand now where back then you think, oh, she's supposed to accommodate me and let me in and on what's going on. But it's, it's, she's on a different level as to where I was. And, th and that's something I think you probably understand when you get in the industry, it's almost like now, then someone says, Joe, put me in your know, next film. It doesn't work like that, right? So, yes. so, so, so. Let them know, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get this from my parents yeah. as well. They'll be like, why isn't so-and-so helping you? And I'm like, that's not it how it works. It doesn't work like that. Because yeah. like you see someone on, yeah. on, on TV or in a big show and they'll be like, oh, you, and you're like, oh, they're my friends. Like, oh, really? So why are you not in that show? Like, it, that's not how it works, you know? So, yes. so, so. Yes. Anyway, fast forward, I befriend uh, Tatenda Mavetera, who was Tendai in studio, who was, who was the younger sister to Anne, uh -huh. right? We start talking. I, I'd been writing a bunch of scripts. I'm giving her to read. She likes one of the scripts that I'd written. And then she's like, you know what? I can produce this. We're all excited. And then she, she's like, let's, talk, let's get Ben to direct it. Ben Maaka, who was Tom Bambo in studio then, right? Yes, then, yes, then, yes, yes, yes. I'm in connection with Ben. Yes, yes. Very good friend, you know, like... like. I'm trying to get him on the show. He speaks so highly of you, yeah, by the yeah. way. So, Every, everyone I've spoken to about Joe adores Joe and speaks so highly of Joe. Ah, you're, you're, just, you're just saying <laughs> that because I'm here. No, it's true. I get it from Ben. I get it from Gideon. Yeah. So, so, I get it from Bongani. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben, so then Ben reads the script, right? And... So, so I'd never met Ben. I'd only seen Ben on TV, right? So I'm like, she's, she wants to get Ben Tombambo to, to read my script. So even just him reading my script was enough. I'm like, what? Ben is going to read? I, I was even cool with just feedback, yeah. <laughs> not even making the film, right? 
And so I'm back home. I go back home. I think we had given Ben the script, and this is like maybe two days later. And then I get home, and my dad is so excited. And we had not been talking, remember? And he's like, ah, you're here. So we're, we're, we're the landline. This was the landline era before like cell phone. Yes, landline, home phone. Yeah, so, so, so you put like a message on the fridge, right? Like, like with a, on, a, on a magnet. So I, I, I take it out and it says, Ben Mahaka called. It says, call me back. My friends, I hope you enjoyed part one. But before you go ahead and click play on part two, please, please, please go ahead, click that subscribe button, rate, review. And once you're done, meet me back for part two.